Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's the afternoon drive. There is no light within me. That's the only problem there. My third eye is watching. As you know, I'm not into vibes. With Dustin Fox and Nick Wilson. Stand up philosophy. I coalesce the vapor of human experience into a viable and logical comprehension. On Cleveland Sports Radio. Oh, a b artist. 92.3. Did you b last week? No. Did you try to b last week? Yes. The Fan. This show is back. It is a F-Off Friday on Afternoon Drive. Hello. How you doing? How we feeling? Are we vibing? I kind of, usually most F-Off Fridays, I am like just looking to mess around. Today might be the day somebody gets got. Somebody might, I'm a little cagey today. So, you know, Max with us today. Meredith is the assassin for a day. Uh, we got Daryl Ryder with us on Afternoon Drive today. I'm just It's just a friendly warning. I love you all. And and to quote Robin Williams from Goodwill Hunting, to Goodwill Hunting himself, it's not your fault. So if you catch a stray today or if the tiger gets out of the cage, it's not your fault, Daryl. I appreciate the warning. I mean, that's all you get, right? Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's all I can expect. Like, I don't need you to be on orange alert. Like, this isn't the national security. We're, we're, not, we're not at DEFCON 4. I, oh, by the way, what's the difference between the national security, the oh, the, oh, the orange and yellow and the red and all that, and then the DEFCON thing? Yeah, I I, well, one's, I think, homeland security, and the other's, like, nuclear war. I think. I, then that's homeland security. It's definitely not nuclear war. Okay. Because I'm not going to go nuclear today. Okay. But I could just tell you to go, you know, whatever. Whatever. And again, would not be the first or the last time that you've done that. But that being said, 
pretty good day for the Browns, right? And Christmas came early um, from the league office. It's got to feel pretty good. The, the It was announced, and I think at the beginning of the 1 o'clock hour, the salary cap is is going up 13.6%. And the last time you and I talked about this, um, we had talked, well, it could get to 250. Nay, nay, it's going to $255 million this year. So are we going to do five hours on how the salary cap is a myth? Is that what's coming? Oh, it is 100% a myth. And I just want to take that quick victory lap because now I'm going to feel good about myself. Um, For all those uh, drooling Yinzer fans who are like, that's not how the salary cap works. Yeah, it is. And I just was proven right inside a week. So enjoy signing some slap-ass quarterback that's going to get you 10 wins and nothing else this year. I digress. So in terms of the sheer numbers of it, this is a good moment for you to to kind of re-explain what this means for the Browns. And, you know, I think we cooked with fire earlier this week because when you talk math or you talk numbers, you talk, ugh, it can be, it can be a lot for our listener group out there. <laughs> and so we've come up with a new device, a way to make it more palatable, a little more sensual for Browns fans. So it's not just as simple as, you know, E equals MC squared. So I'm going to need you to hit it here, Mac. All right. Now hit us with that smooth seduction of NFL salary cap talk. So here's the deal. Ooh, starting strong. The Browns are going to have a lot more money to play with this offseason. Is this your bedroom voice? No. It's okay, not. I was going to say, because... <laughs> It's not working on me. I mean, maybe we'll vibe check out there at Nick Wilson says at right or wrong FAN. As you know, I'm not into vibes. Did that work for you? Social media reactions brought to you on X powered by Scheidman Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. But keep going. We'll give it a go. It's not supposed to work on you, Nick. Yeah, I don't think it's working on anyone. (laughs) But continue. So by having the salary cap increase... You're still doing it. <laughs> so by having the salary cap increase, gonna lather you up in jelly. In money. It ain't easy being green. Continue. You're, you're not gonna have to restructure as many contracts as you thought you might have to this offseason. <laughs> Don't tease if you can't please, Daryl. Continue. So basically, in layman's terms, what this means is there's just a lot more room for the Browns to work with. They Instead of coming into the new league year somewhere between 20 and 25 over the new cap number, now, whether look I, looking at Spo Track real quick and, and looking at over the cap, Take a look. they're about six to seven and a half million over nice. the cap, which is very doable. I've heard that's very average. It is. Um, so they're going to be able to, uh, you know, fit in whatever they need to this offseason without having to touch Deshaun Watson's contract. You don't want to touch that contract unless you have to. That's what I've been saying. Thank you. Appreciate you listening. 216-474-0092. Did it move? At Nick Wilson says, <laughs> right or wrong, F-A-N. Um, no, I this hope is, not. This is... I, you were using a voice that you hoped it moved. I'm just gonna say right now, you were you were throwing the vibes out there. You're, listen, listen, I, I, I was committed to the bit. Okay, yeah, I, that's I was, what it was. I was committing to the bit. That that's all I was yeah, doing. Yeah, that's you know <laughs> and we, went, we, and we I, call and that I, plausible deniability. For the bosses call us and ask, what the hell was that? 
and I think I caught the first stray of the day. Get I, that ass. Which which stray? <laughs> which stray? It was self-inflicted, I admit. But what stray? I don't remember throwing a stray <laughs> in any direction. I I felt like I was the perfect hype man to your your you know flavor of love salary cap <laughs> vibe there. So which stray? I demand to know before we get into the salary cap. The awful Barry White impersonation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that was bad. But again, uh, that doesn't have to be for everyone. It just has to but be if, for one person or but, two if you're lucky. But but again, I was just trying to commit to the bit. You know? Browns fan 42. I mean, if, 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 care, if Careless Whisper doesn't get you excited for NFL salary cap talk, I really don't know what will. That's true. Like, I, I get it. Like, the, like the uh, I mean, over the get, cap. Works for Deadpool. Works for Deadpool. The over-the-cap nerds, I mean, they're just so dry. And, of course, you're going to move Steve Palazzolo is trying to cut David and Joku out here. And here's the thing. I know it's taken out of context. He did say you could cut David and Joku. And that doesn't – Careless Whisper doesn't even fix that dumb idea. Oh, there's a lot of dumb ideas out, out there right now when it comes to Brown's talk. So what we're going to do is we're going to restructure this contract – we're going to take it from $4 million guaranteed to six and a half. We're going to pay you up front. How does that sound? We're going to cut you a check. Here are some greenbacks. It's got lots of zeros on it. A lot heard, of O's. I heard you like zeros. No, just the O's. Uh, again, yeah. A little too nail on the head. For the guy that's playing Careless Whisperer while you're reading and explaining salary cap numbers, a little too on the, little too on the nose there. Um, Browns fan 42 saying, oh, it's working on me. I can't read the rest of the tweet. I can't. I would like to because it's very funny, but it involves uh, steering his car. You can oh, go from there. No, we're yeah. good. That's, that's as far as we can go. Uh, no, this is a tremendously good thing for the Cleveland Browns. Like it, because uh, what it does is it just allows you to kind of not force things. You you can right. make an argument last year with the way that they set up the off season. It's not pass or fail, by the way. It is the way they handled the wide receiver room allowed you to make the Zadarius Smith and Okoronkwo moves and the Dalvin Tomlinson move. Let's be real honest here. They took a flyer on a guy who'd been a disappointment, former top 35 pick in Elijah Moore, and yep. then they traded down with the Cedric Tillman tip, uh, pick. So neither one of those guys worked out. To this point, neither guy worked out. So that was something you had to be uh, economical there so that you could kind of put your resources elsewhere without pushing yourself into an illogical cap space. Right. So, or an, an illogical cap move. So... They're in a perfect spot for everybody saying, oh, that Deshaun contract. It's really not hurting you right now because nope. if you want to, you can restructure that contract. Well, and, and is this – they didn't expect the cap to increase from last year to the level that it did going into the 2024 fiscal year. But where it helps the Browns is – and we've had this conversation. Should they, should they not do another restructure of Deshaun's contract? What this news does – is make that more of a moot point. They don't have to. They, mm -hmm. they really don't. Now, if there is a, a piece out there uh, that they can bring in where they do need additional cap space to make it happen, then by all means, go ahead, do it, make it happen. But uh, if you don't have – like, that's the last thing they should touch this offseason. Go ahead and take that $63 million cap hit this year See how it plays out in 2024, and then when you go into the offseason next year, 
then you have not just a conversation about restructuring him again, but maybe extending him if he plays uh, up to the level everyone's hoping for. So you've been you've been clued in on the Deshaun thing. I think it. I think you can extrapolate it across everything. Look at look at how many contracts they restructured during uh, the basically last year, right? Yeah. They did Betonio. They did Njoku. Uh, they did Deshaun in the like Deshaun was the, like the first one they did last offseason because that's what got them uh, in compliance and allowed them to you know begin their free agent process. But there's going to be some restructures that are going to uh, take place. A lot of them are boilerplate. They really, other than just letting the agent and maybe the player know that they're going to do this, there's not much work to be done. But the combine is coming up next week. All the uh, obviously all the, the player agents are going to be there and all the executives and things like that. So a lot of business leading up to free agency is going to get done at the combine. I mean, I know this is going to shock people, but like at, at, at four o'clock on March 14th, when like the announcement of all these big, massive contracts, I, I can promise you they were not negotiated in 15 seconds from when f- 4 p.m. <laughs> Eastern hits. Right. And then at 4 p.m. in 15 seconds, bam. There's the the terms. That wasn't done in 15 seconds. It was done at the combine. You keep bamming like that. We're going to have to bring back the the wham here, okay? Just have to bring back the careless whisper. Um, but I get, to get back to kind of my bigger point here is it's you can say, well, we're not going to touch the Deshaun contract unless we have to. Yep. Or, well, maybe we won't extend Amari, and maybe we'll let that contract play out. Or maybe we can be a little bit more generous with Nick Chubb. It just gives you flexibility, and I think, and here's the other thing. I want to extend Amari, by the way. I, and I, I think I, it I makes gotta, sense. I got to get that on the record. But I, I think am... the Jack Conklin thing, I think Jack Conklin, I don't think you feel the same kind of pressure to figure out, well, do we take the cap hit? Do we let him go somewhere? Do we trade him? Do we try and restructure? All of a sudden, that contract isn't as prohibitive in – well, do you keep three tackles, or how do you keep the two tackles that you keep? Uh, you keep three tackles because of what you went through last year. But I and but, the th- and, and, and here's the thing, though, I, the conversation is different. Dewan Jones is on a rookie contract here; they're paying him nothing. So, and you, you're you're paying money to Jed and to Jack. So your third tackle isn't making any money. There's no reason to to make a move. You're not forced. I don't know why people want to talk themselves into the Browns are forced to make a move with their tackles. I don't think that they're forced to do anything in that regard. Jed is one year, okay? He comes off the books in uh, for the 2025. Uh, I would not extend him, quite frankly. Um, and then you have to make a decision then in 2025 what you do with the wand, what you do with Jack as far as your lineup goes. But... It, like right now, based on what they went through this past season, Nick, I'm keeping all three of those tackles. Liddy Carr on Twitter saying, oh, oh, Nick, tell me more. I think that was an oh, Daryl, tell me more. If we're being fair, I'm going to give you your O over there, Daryl. So I don't want to steal your O is yeah, what no, I'm no, saying right the, here. The O went to you, though. You know what? O's for both of us. Your own Weissman, uh, he's going to be joining us. Fox Sports NBA writer. He's going to join us at uh, 2.40 today. We'll get his thoughts on the Cavaliers. Not a great first step back into uh, playing together last night. Uh, we, we do have to react to what J.B. Bickerstaff said. Jerry Dulac of uh, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette at 320 will get, are they really going to do this with any one of these quarterbacks? That's at 320. James Rapine, publisher of All Bengals, formerly here of 92.3 The Fan at 4. We'll talk T. Higgins. 
to cap or not to cap, not not to lie or not to lie, to, do you hit him with the tag is more what I was going for. And and how does that impact the salary cap in Cincinnati? Um, but, yeah, the Browns, it's a whole new cap number, baby. 216-474-0092, how we feeling? And I do – I think it begs the question, how does the new salary cap number, the Browns getting an extra $5 million than we even thought earlier this week in cap space – how does the new salary cap number change your expectation for the Browns offseason? It does twofold for me. That's next on 92.3 The Fan. Show me the money! Your own Weitzman, Fox Sports NBA writer coming up in about 20 minutes. We'll talk the latest in the NBA and the latest in the Cavaliers. They, uh, did not start the second half of the NBA season out the right way, losing without Donovan Mitchell to the Orlando Magic. And it's funny, the loss doesn't bug me, but there is something that I heard that bugged me. We'll get to that after your own. But we were talking about the NFL salary cap going up 13.6%. It's really... F- What'd you say? Is that a lot? I believe it is a record. I can't. I'm not sure if you can confirm or deny. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it's so weird. The NFL is such a weird business. It's so weird to see these goofball reporters. You're immune from this, by the way. Um, you're stricken from the record on this. But I'm talking about like the national reporters, like Rap and Schefter. These are the these guys are like, man, 13.6 percent. It's a record. It's gonna be 255 million dollars. And a week from now, they're gonna be like, ah, player A got cut, salary cap casualty. And it's like, that's so disingenuous now. Like that actually, you know, we talked about, I I made a reference to the David and Joku sound from Pro Football Focus. And Steve Palazzolo, who I think is amazing, by the way, and I like to say nice things about people before I say something that might not sound nice. He got really defensive because they were having a conversation about salary cap potential casualties, which again, I just don't, I think I find the whole premise to be disingenuous. You don't have to do this. Like, the, the the NFL right now is to a point with a cap where the only reason you decide to move on from guys is you you and their agent can't find common ground. Right. Or you just flat out just made the decision you want to move on. Yes. Or, third, your owner's cheap. And so we're... The, the use of the salary cap as the cop-out for getting rid of a player yes. uh, is dis- starting to become disingenuous at best. Is that yes. the way I want to say that? Yeah. So, like... Uh, the Chargers. The Chargers, there's a chance that they're going to move on from Joey Bosa, who I believe makes $34 million uh, per season. If they move on from him, guys, if they really wanted to keep Joey Bosa, They'd restructure. they would restructure. But they don't want to because their owner doesn't want to do the things that Jimmy Haslam does. So this has really become, in a way, it has become a battle. It's not have and have nots. No, no, no. This is who's willing to and who's not. And so when I look at this, like it's funny, you and I have talked about ah one big ticket item. I think the I think I think the way this sets up so perfectly for the Browns is right. I don't think they have to choose one big ticket item. Now that doesn't mean they have to go out and oh you got to find a number one wide receiver and a number one defensive tackle and a number one. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that extra five million dollars alongside the ability to move around Deshaun's money, restructure uh, Nick Chubb. Um, give Amari Cooper a contract extension, 
If you wanted to move money around with Jed Wills on an extension, Greg Newsom, I believe, is eligible this offseason for an extension. You have so many different ways to move money around that I think for the Browns, they're always going to be selectively aggressive because teams that aren't, teams that just go out and shuck uh, $150 million into the into free agency, it doesn't work. But all of a sudden, well, hey, man, maybe you get Joey Bosa and if uh, if another if a really nice linebacker lands free, you can go for two guys. You can go for two or three guys. It doesn't mean they will. It doesn't mean they should. But we ask the question, how does a new salary cap number change the Browns and maybe your expectations for the Browns offseason? I think it only makes them more flexible and I think it allows them to do what, because they have the depth now that they didn't have a year before, now you can really chase the $20 million player, the $25 million, the $30 million player. And that's how, by the way, that's how you go from, ah, eh, maybe they're not one player away to being one player away or getting two of the players you're away from being a Super Bowl contender in one offseason. Here's something that I like to do. Because the Does green... it bring back Careless Whisperer? No. You you had a glint in your eye. I, I did. I, it was a gleam. I had a gleam. What's the difference? Marty Schottenheimer said one of those words? Correct. There's a gleam, men. All right. I like to look at the Packers financials because they're, they're publicly traded. So mm-hmm. they are the only team that reveals the revenue numbers. This is from 2022. Mm-hmm. This is their 2022 report. Going back to those hard numbers. Yes, we are. Ooh, their profit was $68.6 million, which was actually a decrease from the previous year. They made $77.7 million. Their total revenue was $610.3 million. The local revenue share was two thirty-five point nine. million. Yeah, it was. Here, here's why I went through all those numbers. That means the national, the check that they get from the National Football League, and this is why I bring it up in relation to the Browns, because it's this is what all the teams get. The national revenue share, if I've done the math correct, and there's a chance I haven't, I was told there would be no math today, but $374.4 million. That covers the payroll. Mm-hmm. That covers the payroll. Before anything else. Yeah. Before you sell a ticket. A beer, a hot dog, whatever, right? Your payroll, rock payroll, taken care of. Now, granted, there's other costs involved. There's player benefits and things like that. Uh, and that was kind of part of the, the NFL's announcement as far as what team spending would be this year. But that's just to kind of put in perspective the actual cash. Because people forget the Browns are not limited to spending 255 0.4 million dollars in 2024. That's just the fancy accounting computation that the NFL does for teams. The Haslam's can spend 400 million dollars on the roster if they want. It's just how you structure the contracts for the 400 million plus dollars. For the last, I would say, 10 years, the Browns have actually been one of the big spenders in the NFL. Um, Last year, they spent close to $300 million on the roster. Now, we can have a discussion whether or not they're getting the return on their investment that maybe they're looking for there. But just these are the type of numbers that we're, we're kind of dealing with here. Mm-hmm. And 
I think I mentioned this on a previous show, when you do these restructures and you're converting the salary, which is spread out over 38 weeks now, that's how the NFL pays out. It's no longer uh, this, the regular season now is 18 weeks long. Players are no longer getting 18 weeks worth of checks. It's now spread out over the 36 weeks uh, as far as the pay goes. But when you do the restructure, well, you get one big fat signing bonus check. And that's like the Haslam spend big, big money in free agency in the sense that they're cutting big signing bonus checks, not only to current players on restructures, but the new guys that they're bringing in. And it's great to have owners that are willing to make that type of a financial commitment. And that is why they, I, I feel like they have the advantage. They, they have the guys in the front office that can manipulate that salary cap and, be, and fall within the rules. That's the easy part. Um, the hard part, obviously, is finding the right players to be spending the money on. But when you have owners that just say, hey, just go out there and win. Whatever you need, whatever it costs, let us know. We just want to win. Like, they're, to your point about the Chargers, the Bengals, right? There are teams out there, they don't do that, even I, though, hang on. I would actually say about 20 of the 32 NFL teams don't do that. Even though, again, the revenue share check from the NFL, and th- this is a, this is from the Green Bay Packers public uh, financial report. This th- I'm not, you know, estimating. This is what the team has reported. The national share, $374.4 million. That's for 2022. Now, we'll see this summer what the 2023 numbers look like. But if, let's assume that we're in the ballpark here, none of these NFL teams are hurting for money. Yeah. They well, really are. Let's be honest about it. They're not hurting for money. You know where they're hurting? They're hurting in the size of the profit margin they're looking for. Yeah, and you hate to see that. You hate to see a team only that when your profit margin's only seventy five million instead of eighty five million. I can't relate. I mean, know? I really feel for the Packers. Their their profit margin decreased from seventy seven point seven to sixty eight point six. I that that's that's that that that's tough living there. I mean, can you afford to go golfing in Scotland and all the different country clubs in your local municipality? If you're only making 85 million versus 95 million, these are the things I worry about for these guys because I don't I don't have those concerns. Hey, that's you know? a you know one or two fewer flight. You got to cut cut back on the corporate jet. That's true. No more trips to Epstein Island. All these kind of things that you just you got to start cutting out the fat. Of, well, not the old one. I'm talking about the new one. You've got new owners, guys. That's being renovated. The, it's a different swings now. It's okay. What? Why is everybody looking at it like that? But I do think. Uh, now I do think I'd be a little disappointed if the Browns didn't have one big ticket. Like before, if they had done another conservative, I, I would get it. If they were like, well, we're going to bring in a starter here, starter here, but not not big ticket. Well, now the question, I kind of want to go big fish angling. Well, the, the, the question then becomes, what's the big fish you want to reel in? Where do you want to spend the big ticket money on? Uh, give me Joey Bosa. Give me, give me Joey Bosa on this year's uh, Zadarius Smith trade. Because the 49ers aren't going to trade for Joey. They're only going to yeah. get him if he goes to free agency. I'll throw them a 2024 fourth rounder to to get him in here, restructure that contract, and have Bosa versus Garrett. And keep Okoronkwo, who, by the way, remember when they signed him originally, the thought was he was going to be, be the, the starter. Start. He yeah. was going to be the starter, and then the Zedaria Smith opportunity yeah. presented itself, and then Barry, you know, jumped at that as as well he should and that's where I really credit Andrew is he to your point about go ahead and trade for Joey Bosa even though he's making 32 million whatever in, in change um where Andrew Barry is really good and he's 
great in a lot of areas. He's good at taking advantage of other teams and their own financial hangups and problems. Just look at the Amari Cooper trade. They gave up nothing to get a guy who's ha- who then came here and became the first back-to-back wide receiver to tally uh, a thousand yards. Uh, you know, in in consecutive seasons, like Amari has been fantastic. Restructure him, extend him, whatever you want to do there. You you keep Amari Cooper around. He he's not a running back, even though he's in his young thirties. He's not over the hill yet. He there's a lot of tread on them tires. Two one six four seven four double oh nine two. How does the new salary cap number change your expectation for the Browns offseason? More on that later, but your own Weitzman, Fox Sports NBA writer. Next, we'll talk about the Cavaliers as a contender in the East. We'll see if he agrees that that they're the Detroit Lions of uh, the Eastern Conference. I heard JP say that on the morning show today. Your own next on 92.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. But Cavs basketball is finest, not on display last night, uh, as without Donovan Mitchell, they lost to Orlando in the first game of the second half. I have takes. I've, the loss doesn't bug me, but I do have takes. Oh, the, the loss bugged me. Uh, well, yeah, I, you, were, I, you were at the arena. I got to watch it from my recliner last night. It I would feel bug like me I, more if I was there. I, I just kind of felt like I saw that movie before, like last April. Um, I've seen that several times with this team, getting bullied around by a team that shouldn't bully you around. But that is neither here nor there. Right now, we're going to talk about the Cavs. Second half of the season, maybe the NBA All-Star game. Let's see if he has a fix for it. We haven't done that kind of radio this week. Everybody else has. We have not, though. And to do so, we're going to welcome on Fox Sports NBA writer. He's also author of 
tanking to the top, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the most audacious process in the history of professional sports. Your own Weitzman joining us now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Your own, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm uh, I'm genuinely shocked that you did not do how to fix the offer uh, had- game radio yet. So Tuesday, about 50% of our, our, our pre-show is we're not going to do that. Because here's the thing, like, that's not really even the biggest problem in the NBA. Getting them to play defense in January and like a regular season game is much more frightening to me and, and, te- and like a tedious task to fix than like fix a game that nobody cares about that doesn't count. Yeah, sorry. My, uh, I agree that this is now we're veering into, but my, my <laughs> whole take on that, and if somebody was there, it's a little different. It's, the part that I found most interesting was not whatever. The all-star game conversation is one that every sport's having having now, right? We see it everywhere. It was more that um, Adam Silver basically, you know, uh, made, was made to look stupid. And I think that was more interesting to me, that he kind of did this whole PR tour. It's going to be a serious game. We think the player is going to be competitive. We're going back to tradition, blah, blah, blah. Um, he went out on a limb, and the players uh, didn't seem to care. And to me, that was more interesting, just to tell, in terms of the uh, – I don't know, the status that he holds within his player ranks. So I I agree with you, and I kind of came away from his frosty exchange with a winning team. Yeah, or yeah. I, I kind of came away wondering whether the kumbaya vibe that the league and the association and Adam try and sell, I, I, I it feels like there's a cold war between the players and Silver because I think Silver does legitimately want to make the game better it just seems like the owners just want to, the players just want to take as much money from the owners as they can. Is that a fair read? Um, yeah, which I, I would like that's like the labor job is to get as much. And you know, and they did a collective bargaining, and I think most people would say that the owners uh, made out better, right? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the union though. Like Andre Iguodala, Silver talked about talking with Andre Iguodala, who's the now acting head of the union. I mean, the union is a bit of a mess, but he's the now acting head of the union. Um, and he was on uh, the same page. And I, there was a report, I think, from Vinny Goodwell at Yahoo that Iguodala had come by the locker room before the game, even the locker rooms with like Bird and, you know, part of those groupings of guys saying, hey, let's have a competitive game. Um, so I don't know if it's a union rank as much as the, the players, right? <laughs> That's the thing. So, but uh, it is interesting because Silver's always positioned himself and has had really good relationships with the players. Um, I think part of it is I have a genuine desire to do so. Part of it is also political, right? Like the players don't think you're going to screw them or you're going to come after them, you know, try to squeeze them in negotiations if you're, if you're their friend. Like they, it's hard for them to understand that. Um, so it's a smart political stance by Silver as well. But we also have a new generation coming in. Like he came up, it was LeBron's and Chris Paul's and guys like that. It's a younger generation who he might just be the old guy again and, and not have that same relationship. I don't know if that's the case, but to me that's something that's, kind of worth monitoring going forward well the game wasn't the only one was terrible saturday night was pretty awful i mean you had guys running the obstacle course that didn't know the rules uh the winner of the dunk contest didn't even in the league was it as bad uh for you to to watch as it was for i guess the rest of the country yeah, I was there. I mean, Saturday night was, and they also they do it in this football stadium. Um, they yeah, Lucas Oil. Oil Stadium, which again, it's just it's too big, right? Like it was just way too big. Um, a, a secret about All Star Weekend is the fans. It, it's usually in attendance. It's a lot of corporate and business partners, so you're not going to get. Yeah. Even if it's a great event, I don't know if you're going to get a rowdy uh, crowd, right? Yeah, they got to have the guy um, yelling every five seconds. Make some noise! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and then because it's the event, it's kind of like an NBA convention and the the actual. Um, 
goings on on the court or well, secondary, which is maybe not what fans want to hear. Um, so there's that, but yeah, like I think playing the football, yeah, it, there was no vibe. I, jo- I joked that it sounded like, I, I'm in, I live in New York. I joked that it uh, had the same vibe in the Nets game in the Barclays Center, you know? So That LED court, though, uh, that they had at Lucas Oil was pretty sweet. Uh, I'm, you I, like that? So this is I, part well, of my thing. I'm, also, I'm sick of this stuff. I, I get something <laughs> old and cranky, like, no more colored courts. No more balls with 14 different logos on them. Like, let's just – also, I got to imagine – I didn't ask anyone because I don't really care. But I imagine if, like – so if we wanted to accentuate the – and emphasize the three-point contest, which I think is something that we've all agreed upon. Like, that's probably the most fun part of the weekend these, these, these years, right? And just seeing how good these guys are at shooting. Um, I would imagine, like – I haven't asked, but a, a weird lighting and a different kind of ball. I don't know. If you want to see how good they are, give them a normal ball and a normal court and let them shoot. Is that the future, um, yeah, though, those LED courts? Like, is that something that they're talking about? That's a great question. I can pretend I haven't, I don't know, I haven't asked anyone. I hope not. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. Your own, I've neglected to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers for five yeah, yeah, minutes. Sorry. So I, Oh, no, it's been on me, so I'm pretty sure my producer's head is, is going to explode here. I'm curious whether you see them as a legitimate Eastern Conference Finals contender or whether you need to see more from them down the stretch. No, for sure. I mean, there's like, you know, basically like five teams in there in the East and that mishmash who could all, I wouldn't be stunned if any of them made the Eastern Conference Finals. I wouldn't be stunned if any of them lost in the first round either, right? Like there's just, there's a mix of, they're all really good and I think they're all pretty equal. And I think a lot of it's going to come down to health and matchups, which is not a fun answer, but it's going to make, but it, while it's not a fun answer, it will make the next, where we got two months until the playoffs start, it will make those next two months really fun to watch. You know, last night they didn't have Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, and, and so it kind of fell on, on Darius Garland. And even though the national media has been trying to talk Donovan Mitchell out of Cleveland for the, since they made the trade, uh, he seems pretty happy here. But m- my question's about Garland and, and where he f- fits into this. You know, is he a winning player? Like, he, he had good numbers last night. He had 18 and 10, but didn't play a really good game. Like, um, just what's your take on Darius and where he's at in his career? I like him a lot as a player. Um, you know, is he, is he in a position where he's, he's not being maximized because him and Mitchell are not an ideal fit and you have some diminishing returns there in terms of the combo? I would think so too. Um, I think, I think in terms of like the long-term answers, the playoffs are going to tell us so much for a team like Cleveland, especially, right? Like just, Again, they could if they lose in the first round and it's an ugly five game series and Garland struggles and the Mobley out Allen thing, I know they're staggering them a lot, but like it doesn't work out and JB Bickerstaff is, you know, out coached again. I think you could see wholesale changes, but for all we know it comes it clicks in the playoffs. I, I really think they're one of these teams that, you know we're we're gonna see the front office is gonna make their decisions based on the playoffs and I think the playoffs will tell us a lot of what we need to know in terms of the questions you're asking, right? In terms of how these guys fit, can it work? Is there are there moves that need to be made here? So do you see this more as like a Celtics dynamic where you've got Tatum and Brown and everybody's like, well, they're both great. They're both everything you want in the NBA as dominant wing players, but they're both two alphas and that's getting in the way. But yet the Celtics continue to ring it back. Or is this more like Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, the existential crisis they never dealt with in Portland? Uh, so I, I maybe in the middle, I, I guess I would, I would say it's not t- the Tatum Brown thing. The difference is they're big wings, right? So you you can never, that's a mentality standpoint. You want to get how the guys can work together and they basically have, um, 
But, like, you don't have to worry about those two. They're both big wings and both great defensive players and two-way players, right? The, the problem is you have the two point guard, the two undersized guards who are both ball dominant and neither uh, a great defender is you're, just, you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on your defense. Now, again, they have defense as a great, so it hasn't been an issue. But, again, in the playoffs, that stuff gets a little different um, and match up the way teams hunt individuals. It's just a whole different ball game. Um, so, I, I guess – you know, the Dame CJ one is an interesting, that's probably, that's it. I hadn't actually thought of that myself. So uh, I, I don't know if that's a common thing you guys talk about around the Cleveland area. I think just, that's uh, probably... just cite Nick Wilson at Nick Wilson says we're good. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so I think that's pretty interesting. I think that's actually a pretty good comp. I think Garland might be a little better. I, I'm, I'm curious. I feel like Garland's a little better than CJ McCollum ever was. Um, and more of a, a playmaker and kind of a point guard as opposed to a get buckets guy. Um but it's just the two undersized guards. It's it's just really hard in the NBA if you have two undersized ball dominant guards in your backcourt. How much pressure is on JB Bickerstaff right now? Uh, it, it's certainly not no pressure. Right? <laughs> so like again, it's been good. Um, you know, I, I'm not using a term hot seat. I think if things don't go well in the playoffs, he could be in trouble. But I think we kind of knew that right coming into the season. So like he doesn't have to. It's not like a. I don't want to say he's coaching for his job, but. I'll say it like this. I don't think there are many coaches who could survive the way the way the Cleveland was outplayed and he was outcoached last year against the Knicks, right? I don't think there are many coaches who could survive a second, a, another season following that that doesn't meet expectations. Your own Weitzman, Fox Sports NBA writer on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, of the teams that have yet to kind of play like we expected them to in the East, the Bucks and the Sixers, which one of yeah. those teams do you think has a better chance of putting it back together and being the team everybody expected them to be a true legitimate Eastern giant? So, so it's, it's like two different situations, right? For so the Sixers, that's just purely health. Like if, if Embiid is really healthy, one guy, right? If Embiid comes back, that team is – they're, they're a finals contender. That team is loaded. We saw what Embiid was doing on offense. Um, adding Buddy Hield is only going to make that offense even more uh, difficult to guard. Kyle Lowry, you know, he's, he's, he struggled in Miami. It was great, but, you know, he's, he's a good – he'll give them good backup point guard minutes. Um, and the thing that they've – the reason they struggled most since Embiid has been out has been – and this has been their defense. And, you know, as, as Embiid was great and was getting all this credit for his great offensive season, all deserves, the underrated part was how uh, how often he was playing defensively and how so much of the Sixers' defense had been tailored around – we're going to pressure, and Embiid's just going to block everything in the back end. If you look at the numbers, he was contesting more shots than ever at the rim, and this is something that Nick Nurse emphasized when he came in, was kind of talking to Embiid over the offseason. He wanted Embiid just to go block and attack everything. Um, so if, if they get Embiid back, uh, they're, they're a monster. That team is fantastic and great. We saw that at the beginning of the season, right? Um, so it's just about that. Milwaukee, I mean, there's not a health. There's just, I don't know, some vibes thing there's some weirdness um it can also be there's more tangible stuff like Lillard has not been the player he was in Portland he's taken a little step back I think he's like around 35 percent on three and not as explosive um you know and, and having not just not as not as uh, electric and dominant and uh, they've had a bit of a talent drain and when you have guys like Pat Connaughton and Bobby Porters aren't playing well and all of a sudden you look at Milwaukee and they're getting close to failing the oversimplistic test of how you know? How do you know if you're a finals contender? Can you, do you have a superstar, and can you put five guys on the court in the playoffs who can all hold their end on both ends of the floor, right? Um, and if we often see that's what it comes down to in playoff basketball. And Milwaukee, it's just it, it, they're getting close to not having that. And a big part of that are guys like Portis and Collington struggling, the depth just not being there. So 
I, if you're asking me, it's kind of like the question to answer your question. The, uh, it's, uh, what do you bet? What do you rather bet on? Embiid's health returning or Milwaukee figuring things out? I'd almost rather go on. You know, I'd almost bet on Philly more. The only other curveball there is they're I'm looking at now a game and a half out of the plane. Um, so that's the other part that will be interesting. That if they fall into the play and then is it beat literally back by? I guess he back and ready to go for a do or die game. We seem to have discovered the Cavs don't like two things: size slash length and physicality. So. How many church candles and how much praying or should they be doing that they don't square off with the Knicks again in the playoffs? <laughs> That's a lot, right? That's, um, yeah, I mean, the Knicks team, I live in New York, the Knicks team, it's, it's just wild to watch. It's such an embodiment of their coach um, in an interesting way. And not in a way where, like, I don't like when people describe them as a bunch of tryhards and, you know, Thibodeau's coaching them up and he's doing all that. But, like, they're big and physical, but they're also really good at doing the big and physical things, right? Guarding. Uh, uh, contesting at the rim, rebounds, offense rebounds, which Cavaliers fans are uh, plenty familiar with, the mixed uh, ability to crash, you know, the strength and crashing glass, um, grabbing offensive misses. Um, yeah, that team, I mean, honestly, I think they're a team that I don't think nobody wants to face, but yeah, just in the playoff series, you play that team four, five, six, seven games in a row, I just think it's going to be a real battle, no matter who you are. Your own great stuff, man. Appreciate you. Enjoy the second half, and Hopefully at some point we get to talk about playoff action beyond the first round this year. <laughs> I hope so for you guys, and thanks for having me. Thanks so much. Your own Weitzman there, Fox Sports NBA writer on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Check out his book, uh, Tanking to the Top, the Philadelphia 76ers in the most audacious process in the history of professional sports. We'll react to what he had to say about the Cavaliers and what we heard last night after the Cavs loss on 92.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 